This is The Game Show with Max Sussman, brought to you by The Gaming Stadium, Canada's leader in esports. Welcome to The Game Show, presented by The Gaming Stadium on Sportsnet 650. I'm your host, Max Sussman. Today, we're getting back into the business of esports on a topic I've kind of wanted to, wanted to talk about for a couple years, and I've never really had the right opportunity, because uh, the Kansas City Pioneers recently sold their Rocket League roster to Shopify Rebellion. They also recently signed a Challenger League team in Rainbow Six. But the thing that I wanted to talk about for a long time was this kind of selling and buying of entire rosters that we don't really see in uh, pretty much anywhere else in the world of sports or esports. Well, we see it in esports, only in esports. We're going to get into all that and probably more with CEO Mark Beardjoy Josie here on The Game Show on Sportsnet 650. He is the CEO of the Kansas City Pioneers. He's a partner at Social Apex, the KC Esports Coalition Marketing Chair. He is, as of very recently, entirely vaccinated. He is Mark Josie. Mark, thanks for joining me here again on the game show. Hey, Max, how are you? Pretty good. You were you were saying you, the the vaccine knocked you on your butt a little bit, but it sounds like you've bounced. Sounds like you've bounced back from earlier this week. That's right. I had the second shot. The first one was fine. The second one had me a little tired. Not gonna lie, but uh, I'm here. Let's do it. All right. Well, let's get let's get right into the meat of it. Because one of the reasons why I reached out was because you guys had sold, or I mean, I didn't know this at the time, was that, you know, you guys had let go of your Rocket League roster and they and they had signed with Shopify Rebellion. It seemed like a roster sale, so I poked you a little bit to ask about that. Uh, this, this roster we've talked about, we talked about it a bunch when you were on last time, Rapid Memory and Beast Mode. They had a breakout season um, in Season 10, and if I'm being honest, did a lot to help KCP make a name for itself as an organization. So... Walk me, I want to just first walk me through the process. How does a roster get sold? Were you like shopping around this team to other orgs or was it a matter of the right organization making the right offer at the right time? It's really the latter. We certainly weren't, um, you know, actively shopping our team uh, to Shopify, no pun intended, uh, or <laughs> anyone else. Um, you know, I, I think what happens is because of what you're talking about, esports being really interesting, the fact that, you know, the way contracts work and, and some of these things, um, when you're doing well, people are going to be interested, right? So the better we did, uh, the, the more I think people became interested. And then um, it just it just became a really good opportunity for um, uh, for us to transfer, you know, the roster over to Shopify and, and really bring a great, you know, organization into the sport to continue to drive that. Um, you know, tier one Rocket League is a tier one esport, and and so it's great. Like the the guys were thrilled. Like for us, it's it's a good fit for our org as well to to continue to do what we do great, right? Which is find challenger talent. Um, you know, help them with their brand, put them in, in an opportunity to be really successful, and and watch them grow. And so, yeah, long answer, but there you go. <laughs> is is it a matter like what what do you consider when a team comes to you with an offer like that? Obviously, they've got a certain amount of money to straight buy out the contracts from you. But like, do you do you look at like 
you know, are my, are these players going to be treated the same way they were here? Are they going to be paid the same way? Are you looking at, you know, if the players aren't getting a raise, what's the point? What, what kind of factors do you consider with this kind of offer? Yeah, I think culture is, is super important, right? Like it's got to be a good fit for, for, for both. Like we want to protect the integrity of what we're trying to do at the Kansas City Pioneers. And of course that even, uh, extends to when we're tr- thinking about making some of those decisions. I, I, I think you definitely think about all of your opportunity costs, right? Like it, it is, there's definitely the monetary piece. Um, but first it's like, hey, the fans, the league, right? Our staff, like the other folks on our team. And, you know, I think that really we're, we've transcended uh, just just being really good at one thing, right? So we, we definitely have, we're, we're blessed to have other um you know, pro teams and some bigger content creators and streamers that are, are really good at building an audience and, and uh, competing at a high level. So those are just some of the factors, of course, that, that go into it, right? You just want to make sure it's a good fit for everyone. And as we all know, you're not going to make everyone happy as it relates to like your fans and the community. Um, but at least in terms of the player, uh, the introduction to Shopify into you know really esports uh, specific. Well, I, I shouldn't say esports. I think they had. Uh, um, a smaller team and uh, another sport, but uh, into Rocket League. And so, uh, yeah, just all kind of like a lot of things came together. You know, there's a lot of factors. You start thinking about land and worlds and what that's going to look like. And then, of course, there's the, you know, the contracts start, the you know, the shaking up, right? Like uh, after the season, the roster mania, mm-hmm. as we call it, right? So, so there's a lot of variables. It just happened to be a really good opportunity with a great company at a good time. So. We're talking to Mark Josie, CEO of the Kansas City Pioneers here on the game show on Sportsnet 650. Shopify Rebellion is a new organization, as far as I can tell, like a couple months old, maybe six months old. The first I heard of them was in this press release that said you guys had transferred your roster to Shopify Rebellion. Shopify is a company, huge, giant name. One would assume that there's a fair amount of funding behind this team. What do we know about Shopify Rebellion? You've had like you've had business dealings with them now. What kind of vibe off that org do you get? Oh, great! Just great people, like a hundred percent. Want to do really good stuff in esports. Want to, you know, propel not just you know our former team, but you know, raise awareness, be more inclusive. So I, it's it's fantastic for them to join um, into ownership and uh, of Rocket League and and a bigger sport writ large, right? With a with a really good team, so. Why do you think it, – it seems to me – I've seen this pattern, you know, with, with organizations like yours or, or Pittsburgh Knights, um, you know, or Crimson Wings. Like, Rocket League seems to be somewhere where organizations look to get started. Uh, why, do you, why do you think that is? And this is true with Shopify now, too. This is, like you said, it's their second team, but it's their first, like, you know, serious tier one team within the eSport they're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's a couple of things, right? It's the it's the barrier of entry. So at its core, it's simple but not easy, right? It's really simple. Like you hit a ball into a goal. Like it's just impossible. And I can't remember what your quote was last time, but it's so true. Uh, where it's like super difficult to master, and and you keep coming back for more. Um, oh yeah, easy to so, easy so to learn, I, impossible to master. That's what I said. There you go. That's the one, yeah. right? So if you yeah. think about like, okay, that means that. You know, it's, there's no, like, there's a, a litany of things that I think, right? It's just, it's just a low barrier of entry to get in, in terms of the learning curve of the sports, like what kind of fans are there, how um, sponsorships are starting to be more receptive, 
Um, and, and so that makes sense. And then there's also like, you know, leagues and franchises and that's a little bit like, you know, that's a obviously higher barrier of entry, right? If you can't just say, Hey, I'm going to be in, you know, the CDL, it's like, well, there's probably several factors that you have to consider yeah. and approval and stuff. So, so I think, it, I think that's why I think it's really exciting. I think, um, you know, cross play, free to play fans, um, non-franchise. So, so those are a lot of reasons that I think make it really, really interesting. And it's super intuitive and fun, right? So like those are a lot of reasons I think you can get behind it. Is there, is there's gotta be like a, a lower cost wise barrier to entry than in other esports where these, it, it just see, I see so many teams where it's the first, the first thing they do is sign a rocket league roster. I figure just cause like, you know, three players versus, you know, six in a, in a bit, in an overwatch or something like that. And, it's just, there's no franchising. It's got to just be cheaper to get a Rocket League roster together, like, and, and have a chance to be at a, at a high level, like you guys have been, right? Yeah, I think it. You know, I would genuine or generally agree with that statement. I, I would think it's 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 pretty genuine to think that you know some of the best teams, right, that that are possibly going to you know where they have brand equity they have a huge fan base and something like that like picking those folks up might be a little bit more expensive um if they're not under contract for as an example but um then it is to kind of like form your own team but there's just a lot of folks that are coming up through the through the ranks right like you're seeing wcbc so there's more women playing which is fantastic that you're seeing a lot of 1v1 and six mans which is really cool so uh you know like 14 and 15 year old you know, folks that are cracked and better than I'll ever be. Um, so, so I think there's a good funnel to bring people in. I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it could be cheaper. Right. And, and there's a lot of ways to look for talent, which is mm-hmm. another, you know, it's probably not as intuitive to go like, okay, who's the up and coming overwatch team, right? A little bit more like difficult just to start your own esports org and understand that for the average person, I would think. Yeah. I mean, you right? can, or, you can look on the leaderboard and find three really highly ranked unsigned players, put them on a team, and it probably can work somewhat, which is not true in a lot of other sports where there's esports rather where there's roles, you know? Like you can you can assess on an individual talent level and have pretty good success with it. You know what I mean? Team comp is is much more subtle in Rocket League than it is in other esports. Yeah, I think, I think that's right. I think it's, you know, and then it becomes like sports or relationships or partnerships where it's about chemistry. It's about, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, who's the captain and how do we, you know, kind of, you know, build uh, skill sets here and leverage skill sets there. And, and so, yeah, it becomes really exciting. But I do think there's something nuanced about Rocket League that, that is appealing to say, like, let's start there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think you're right on, in terms of that. We're talking to Mark Josie, CEO of the Kansas City Pioneers here on the game show on Sportsnet 650. You know, one of the one of the advantages, and I think your your run so far in Rocket League has been a perfect case study in this. One of the advantages of signing a Rocket League or of signing of getting into Rocket League is you can sign a, ra- a roster like I mean, I think you signed it was at the time like was it Rapid Memory and Seabass or something like that, and then it became Rapid Memory yeah. and Beast Mode. Um, the you old can team sign, flight. That's right. Yeah, you, you can sign, you know, a bubble team like that or an RL, RLRS team at the time, um, kind of RL on that that bubble of the top ten where you can start being in the real turn, you know, the big big tournaments and the finals and stuff. You can take a team like that. They can get better 
or and you can foster them getting better. And all of a sudden, your org is in the finals in in, in North America regionals within what was it? It was like six weeks after you guys signed them or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you can you can have a meteoric rise because of how the esports structured. But I wanted to talk about the impact of having that meteoric rise on KCP as a company. I'll be frank, Mark, I hadn't heard about you guys until Rapid Beast Motor Memory popped off at the beginning of Season 10. It was the first I'd heard of the org, the same way this is the first I've heard of Shopify. This this run must have helped you guys grow as a company. Can you talk about that? Oh, 100%. Uh, I will say that we had Beast Mode Mac, which happened to be a... 2017 Madden champion here uh, right, yeah. in Kansas City. And that's really how we started. And it was like a couple a couple of folks saying, hey, I think we can go deeper and wider here and do some cool stuff. And, you know, you find some like-minded people and you find some folks that kind of, kind of, you know, uh, relate to your vision and want to do some stuff. And then really, to your point, Max, the, the Rocket League team flight was really just solidified us as like, you know, I would say, you know, not a tier one world esports org, right? But mm-hmm. but definitely name recognition. It's good for our, you know, it, it makes everybody feel good, right? Like the the teams are doing well, the fans are great. We watch we get to watch that grow. Um, you know, it's a little bit of luck, but I, I think it's a pretty again, simple but not easy, right? It's a pretty pretty simple formula. It's like, hey, let's let's find a sport that we feel really good about and Rocket League was one of them. Look for talent, whether it's a bubble team or or a challenger, um, you know, because that's a little lower barrier of entry, like read capital or investment, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, pay attention maybe to their branding and uh, and then build on both, right? Build on the talent, build on their their branding and, you know, put that under an umbrella, find partners who believe in you. And then, uh, yeah, we've been really lucky because we were off to the races after that, right? So, I would say it's lucky that you guys established a relationship with Rapid. It's not lucky that this three-man team became, you know, a, a top eight, arguably top six Oregon, top six roster in North America. That's not lucky. Like, anybody who's been following Rocket League knows Memory's been on the cusp of a run like this for a very long time. So is Rapid. And Beast Mode's just this, like, young, young hot stud that always – that happens, like, you know, once every two seasons in, in North America. We get a player like that who can just, like, swing it. Um, did these, did these kind of, this, this season full of relatively deep tourney runs, did you see this quickly turning into sponsorship opportunities just because your brand was now in front of so many people in the RLCS? Yeah, I, I would say that, you know, to, to go back, it is definitely lucky in, in terms of having the conversation with Rapid first. Like, we definitely believed in, in the talent and the team, and we knew we would, there was a possibility for, you know, the interesting dynamics of esports in general to, to potentially make some changes or feel good about stuff. But yeah, we were just lucky to start talking to, to Rapid and, you know, shout out to LJ and and uh, Eddie for starting that dialogue for sure because we could have selected somebody else, right? There was a couple mm-hmm. of couple teams. I won't say who they are, but they haven't done as well. And who knows, right? So yes, lucky in that in that sense. Um, you know, one of the things that we want to do, we talk about like authenticity and transparency. We we just want to make sure that uh, early on it was like, hey, let's go out and you know, so, you know, basically, you know, kind of socialize our vision and mission. Um, to some folks and what we're thinking about, whether that's investors uh, first, just to be quite candid. And then it was, we were very protective of like who uh, we were going to have sponsors, right? So we didn't want to just jump right in and go, oh, somebody's excited. And like, guys, you have to wear Larry's used mattress farm, you know, and make tweets about that. So like, that sounds (laughs) terrible, right? Like, and so there was a, there was an interesting dynamic of, 
you know, like money's not really everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. like it's great to get revenue from from sponsors. Just just if you look at the one billion ish addressable market, a lot of it, uh, about sixty percent, comes from sponsorships. And what makes uh, Rocket League even interesting, or esports in general, is the is kind of this pendulum shift of like non-endemic brands looking for ways to engage esports or Gen Z or whatever, right? So it's the hot new topic. And and so mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure that we found sponsors and partners that aligned with, you know, our culture, the community we were trying to build and and ultimately be proud to go out and tweet and engage with their own personal fans and our fans as well. So that that really becomes something that you know, that's our litmus, right? There's a couple of factors, but but those are the, some significant ones. I've been very artfully setting up towards this one specific question. And it's interesting oh. that, it, it, well, I mean, I'm not trapping you, don't worry. Um, <laughs> it's very, it's just interesting that you keep kind of mentioning that, you know, money is not the most important thing and it's all about culture. And it, it you know, that would go to, it would follow that you also then care about the relationships with your players over the, you know, the profitability of say selling a roster for liquid cash. This brings me to my question. I know you guys have a very good relationship with rapid you and LJ and LJ specifically personally. Um, and, and over time, I'm sure as to have developed from all that I've heard about memory, lovely guy, a great, a great relationship with him in beast mode. How like emotionally what factors into this decision? Like, I'm sure there's a party that's like this, this roster that we helped grow and helped grow us. Uh, you know, there must be a part of you that didn't want to let it go, you know? Oh, for sure, right? Like, the, like you know, like, there's revenue keeps the lights on to it, right? But also... <laughs> It's there's there's a there's a ton of emotion that goes into this, right? Like you don't get up and like, you know, out of bed because it's a, a rational commitment and start your day and stay up till two in the morning to get things done and you know try to game somewhere in between there, right? Um, because it's all this this like there's passion involved, there's definitely emotion involved, and so yeah, I mean, right? Like I've I've watched them. I mean, we've jumped in their streams, we watched them play, we've been very supportive, right? Like the old Shopify rebellion, and you know whether it was an Astro or whether it was in, um, you know, RLCSX or whatever. So yeah, I, I, there's a little bit of like, you know, uh, that we're, we're empty nesters right now in terms <laughs> of our rocket league, right? Like we're out to go out and find a different way to, to be engaged, but it's also understanding. And I think you keyed in on something where it's like, it, it's also understanding that this is not a short term play. So if, if we genuinely want to, be here for 50 years as, you know, a large organization doing some really cool stuff, like there are going to be things that come and go, right? And so you mm-hmm. kind of have to understand that. And um, I, I think if you're not using, you know, money or fame <laughs> as your as your motivator, that for us personally, that's not what it's about. And, and so we've just been fortunate to, you know, do really hard work, put our head down, build some really good relationships with players and sponsors and interesting people who are smarter than we are about things. Um, it's it's come back in a really good way. How much say do you give Rapid Memory and Beast Mode in all of this? If they had said, I don't want to play for Shopify Rebellion, would you have not sold the roster? Would you have given them that kind of agency? You know, that's a great question. I I don't think we, it it would have caused some pause for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I I would say that we did a really good job vetting and having conversations and them talking with Shopify as well uh, before, before anything was, you know, like uh, officially 
um, done. So, so I think that it was, yeah, I think there was probably some agency there. Uh, but also we did a really good job of, of understanding and to Shopify's credit, um, Jeremy, their GM over there did a really good job of making sure that we were like culture was right. We were super aligned. We, you know, inspect what you expect. Uh, there, there was no, you know, 400, um, you know, pages of things to go to or no, no, nothing disingenuous. It just, it was just really good fit for everyone at the time. So, yeah. Just like in generally speaking, you know, you sign an org list team, you help develop them. They become a, a like a top tier team in their esport. Then you sell those contracts to maybe a, a more maybe a, a bigger a bigger name like Shopify, so that that org can theoretically pay them more, and then they give you money to buy out the contracts. Could you build a business model out of like signing small small teams, small rosters, developing them, and then selling them to bigger orgs? Is that profitable? Yeah, and just do that continuously. Yeah, sure. If if there's a lot of there's a lot of ifs underneath that, right? Like if yeah. you don't have sponsors that are indicative to one person, right? Because you say, "Hey, guess what?" and then all of your sponsors are like, "Whoa. How why, right, why yeah. did you do that?" right? Or so so there's a there, there's a lot more to it or your fans are like, "Uh, we're going to leave in droves now because we really cared." So I I I think that generally I would say all sports, you can start with an investment and, you know, transfer some stuff over and you can get a nice return on investment. But it's more of like, what does this look like and sound like for kind of those things that we're talking about where it's like, okay, if everybody, yeah, of course it's going to be, you know, beneficial for both, beneficial mm-hmm. for the team, beneficial for the fans. But, uh, I mean, I guess you could say that it's just, I, I, again, there's a lot of things to factor in. There's a, there's a lot of levers that have to be, you know, push or pulled the right way for that statement to be true. Right. Cause it's different in leagues or you sell your right. franchise or you sell your, you know, your streamer or, or what, whatnot. And it also depends on what kind of legal and contract and, uh, stuff that's going on. Right. So, Yes and no, maybe is the answer. Yeah, I was just I was just wondering about that. Like you know, that's like kind of the way some uh, some soccer teams function. They'll they'll develop players and just sell them to Barcelona or whatever for profit. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get off the before we get off the men's Rocket League team, I, something stuck out was uh, stuck out about the way you kind of bid this roster adieu. Um, you guys made a farewell video that you posted with the announcement. Now, first of all, it's not really a thing that you see too often, at least in Rocket League. We see, like, welcome videos hyping up a new roster that, <laughs> or, or, or an org is signed. But mostly when teams leave, when a roster leaves, we get, like, a goodbye tweet or maybe just, like, a thank you, know, thank you or whatever from the main account on Twitter. Why did you and LJ decide to sit down and, like, tape this seven-minute video um, kind of just paying homage to these guys? And the short answer is because we care. Um, you know, everything we say on the front end uh, goes all the way through to the back end, right? So if we care about our team, if we care about our fans, if we care about our community, if we're really transparent, it's like, that's how we feel. That is a legit, like, hey, we should do this, not because, like, you know, we have to do it. And you're right, like, we could have done the standard, like, you know, one little graphic, and then there's a, tw- you know, tweet long from the players or whatever, but it's, we just care. Um, mm-hmm. And you can see that by our players retweeting, right? Like it, it, it's fantastic, and and it's also respect um, because they are smart, talented people, right? Like they are um, competing at a high level, 
And then the third thing is you never know. <laughs> right? <laughs> so like we're not leaving on there was no bad terms. There was no bad vibes. Like uh, I I hope they crush it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Maybe next season, maybe not so much, um, but we really <laughs> won't go down that road quite yet. But, you Ooh. know, we will be back in Rocket League is what I will say. Uh, we're not going. And that's the other thing, right, which is really the fourth piece is like we're not going anywhere. We love Rocket League. To your point earlier, Max, like it, it really was the catalyst for us to do um, some really cool stuff. So, yeah, I think it's because we care and we respect them. You're listening to The Game Show presented by The Gaming Stadium. After the break, more with Kansas City Pioneers CEO Mark Josie here on Sportsnet 650. Stadium, Canada's first esports arena, and Canada's leader in online esports tournaments. The only place to play in local tournaments for whatever game you're great at. Online tournaments all week long with all your favorite games like Fortnite, Call of Duty, Valorant, TFT, Rocket League, and more. At Canada's leader in esports, visit thegamingstadium.com for more information. Welcome back to The Game Show with Max Sussman, brought to you by The Gaming Stadium, Canada's leader in esports. Welcome back to The Game Show, presented by The Gaming Stadium. I'm your host, Max Sussman. Let's hop right back into my chat with the CEO of the Kansas City Pioneers, that's Mark Josie here on Sportsnet 650. So I wanna, let's jump over to the Kansas City Pioneers women. You guys are one of, if not the only orgs in uh, in, in, in any esport, I think, that has to, has to denote which which you know, which gender their team is in a given esports. You guys got Kansas City Pioneers men, or you have. We were just talking about them. KCP women is Courtney Kate and Queen B in the women's carball championships. They finished second to Bang Gang in the North America finals. I would say, in hindsight, that any team in North America going up against Tally Bird and Avenger is going to struggle. Um, Chase Mitchell from Crimson Wings and I talked a lot of, uh, a lot about this a few weeks ago, so we're not going to rehash the the gameplay of it all, but. Um, <laughs> What do you think your roster can do to get over that hump when when Tally Bird may be the best female rocket player in the world, not named Karma? How do you deal with a player like that? Like, how do you improve this team now? I think it's practicing, right? Um, it's it's practicing and coaching and and uh, belief. I believe that they'll win, and I feel really good about their commitment to to continue to drive forward as a team and uh, increase their skill sets individually. So I love them. They're, they're fantastic. And so, yeah. And plus I would also say that it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't an easy dub. Right? Like no, it was not. The old BG uh, did by the way. And so I, I think they have the right tenacity. I think they have the right chemistry and I'm definitely excited for them to, to take home the dub. And we obviously believe they can do it. So, 
I have I obviously have a uh, a personal bias towards Avenger because she played in a couple of the couple of our like local Rocket League weekly tournaments, um, and <laughs> and destroyed everybody and nobody knew who she was. It was great. That was my first exposure to Avenger. So it, when I was looking at you know when I was talking to Chase months ago about the possibility of orgs getting into WCBC, my assumption was Bang Gang would be the first team signed to North America. Why did you sign Courtney, Kate, and Queen B? You know, I, I think there was just something uh, about them and, and the way that, you know, of course we do our due diligence, right? We check their socials and, and gameplay and some of those things. And that's, you know, not a secret. It's what everybody does. And there was just yeah. something like, these are, this is the fam right here. Like they, they're very talented and, and um, we saw a lot of potential, even, which is crazy because they're already cracked, right? Like it's like, oh, there's some potential there. Like they were already yeah. doing well, right? Yeah. Like it wasn't like a stretch to go, boy, I hope they're competitive. So, so we knew they were really well. Um, and, and I, I just think that it just, um, you got to go with your gut sometimes and it just, just felt right. It felt like the culture was right. And then after talking to them, it was GG's, right? So, uh, we're thrilled, we're thrilled to pieces that, you know, they chose Kansas city pioneers and, you know, we're very proud of the fact that I would say we're the only org. Uh, we certainly are, um, in terms of like multidiscipline and, you know, larger sponsors and, you know, some other highly competitive teams and, you know, whether it's followers and fans and all that good stuff, it's, it's more of like, we believe um, also in diversity, equity, inclusion, and this is a great way to put your uh, support behind it. So why wouldn't we? We don't really have any precedence for uh, a women's team, you know, with an org and how this, how this would work, say during an off season, like right now. Um, I, is, is this like a multi-season contract or are you guys kind of just extending as it goes? How's, how, how does the back end work on this kind of thing? Since you guys are, you and you and this roster are kind of setting the standard for women's rocket league right now. Yeah. I mean, we, we believe that in them and, and that's reflective and uh, bringing them on is what I'll say. And you know, that, that, uh, they believe in us. And so we feel really good about, we'll be together for a while. Right. Um, but you know, you know, you, you think that the league is going to grow and there's going to be more competitive teams and that's what you hope for. And I should also say that like, while it's interesting that we have to say, Hey, we have a men's rocket league team and a women's rocket league team. Uh, it, it should really be, uh, it shouldn't, we shouldn't have to denote that the RLCS and psionics and their jazz is mostly men. Right. So hopefully mm -hmm. it's to, to bring, um, more talented, um, you know, folks over on the WCBC side that for whatever reason that want to come over and play and then start being able to not just play but compete at a really high level um, and, and then potentially go over and, and get on the other side, right? Because there's a lot of work to do in terms of like the equity of, you know, sponsors and orgs jumping in. There's nobody else, right? Or like the, the person – the prizes, right? Like the, so, so there's a lot of work to do there, but, um, you know, we, we think that, that it makes sense for us to say, uh, we believe in them and we believe in what, you know, Kilk or Chase is doing, uh, and everyone around the WCBC has been great. Uh, you know, hopefully Psionics continues and hopefully we can use our platform to bring larger brands in and more fans. And that's just a great thing for the sport, right? 
I mean, I know you guys, I mean, by you guys, I mean, people like you and Chase, people who run esports organizations. I know you guys all talk to each other. Um, I'm sure there's some secret, secret org CEO discord somewhere. The, uh, is there any rumblings buzz around other orgs looking to get into the WCBC right now? Anything you're hearing? Let's play rumor. Let's play rumor game right now. Yeah, I, there's definitely no like secret discord. I, I think like <laughs> I don't believe you pick up the phone. You know, there's definitely not. Uh, <laughs> that's really good. Uh, yes, like pick up the CEO. That's great. No, um, I, I think uh, I, I will say I'm pretty proud of the way that we've all worked together, whether it's Crimson Wings, uh, the WCBC, Psionics, um, and our org has been really great. And that for sure has more fans and you're starting to see it on socials to say like, Oh, like so-and-so should pick up, you know, how come, you know, face clan is not in or how come, right? Like when they're doing their announcement. And so, so I think the more people that start talking like that, there's definitely, it's definitely permeated into the orgs, the, the bigger orgs themselves, particularly on the other side that, you know, we were on, on the RLCSX side. Um, so yeah, there's definitely folks going, this could be this could this is a good thing. Like, well, let's let's take a look and see. So I wouldn't be surprised, is what I tell you. You get one of those big brands, man, like a G two or a TSM, just one of them sign a WCBC team. That just putting that brand in the broadcast could blow it all up over the course of a weekend. You know what I mean? Like you could, I do, especially especially in Rocket League with a brand like G two. You throw you throw G two women in there. That brand just like it seems to they lost Kronovi. They didn't lose one fan. I feel like, you know what I mean? That for some reason in Rocket League, that 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 team just has a lot of fans. Um, next season three. Do you, I mean, looking looking forward, you've you've confirmed that this relationship with this roster is ongoing. Um, and and you've also we've also talked a couple times, a bunch of times about, you know, how you market or brand a specific roster. Do you have any plans? What's what's the what's the marketing scheme for for this roster? Do you how, how do you how do you get more eyes on them going forward? Yeah, I, I think it's do do content with them. Uh, there's a couple of things we're working on now. It's support them and um, you know do, do exactly what the what fans want, which is like a connection to players. So we'll continue to you know provide them with assets and opportunities and um, you know things that an org can do versus, you know, trying to do things individually and that allows them to do some cool stuff and they've been fantastic. So we'll continue to work on those things, right? Like uh, community tournaments and some events and there's some other things that we're working on. So you'll, you'll see some of those things come out um, here as we get a little off of the off season, off of the off season. Right. But, um, and then there's also, I, I, you know, Courtney and Cater are both in uh, finishing up school, and so there's, you know, we have to be, you know, mindful of everybody's, you know, life outside of Rocket League. I know that's crazy, but um, yeah. yeah. So we'll continue to support. I know there is no, there's no such thing. Let's just be honest. It's just Rocket League <laughs> or, or bus. And I'm terrible. Look at the, so yeah. I'm bad test. <laughs> Look at the schedule for season ten, man. This is what we've been talking about. There's no time for anything else. Let's transition into Rainbow Six here. I think. Um, we're talking to Mark Josie, CEO of the Kansas City Pioneers on the game show on Sportsnet 650. Easy transition question. Rocket League and Rainbow Six have kind of come up side by side as esports. They both came out in late 2015. They both have kind of tiered up 
together. You know, they started as kind of a mid-low tier esport, low prize money, lower viewership in the, you know, and they were just celebrating a couple dozen thousand viewers. Um, they both were, uh, they both were dominated by G2 early on, you know, and uh, <laughs> in different, different G2 rosters. And they've kind of grown together to be, I would say, on the cusp of tier one esports, high tier two <laughs> esports together. You know, there is a history of them being in polls against one another. Like, who should we, you know, what's the new, the, whatever, the game awards, hot new esport of the year, or, you know, what, what should the score do a ne- another video series on Rocket League or Rainbow Six? They always seem to be in these like polls together. The communities seemed pitted against each other a number of times. <laughs> and you, you now as an organization, having been in both, are in a unique opportunity to answer this question. Compare and contrast those scenes that have evolved kind of side by side. How are they different? How are they the same now that you've dipped into both scenes? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty new for us, but but it's the same kind of, I don't want to say business model because that sounds like too corporate America, but it's like we uh, are excited, first of all, about Rainbow Six, like, uh, which which is amazing, uh, particularly our chief creative officer, Sam Kulikov, shout out to him. We're trying to change his name to Rainbow Sam. Uh, we'll see if that sticks, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, a, it, it's, it's definitely longer, right? So Rocket League's a little bit shorter. Um, it, it's not as easy to do Rainbow Six, you know, jumping in versus like, I can at least feel like I'm playing the game in Rocket League where I quickly know in Rainbow Six, like I'm just here, right? So that's a little different. Um, yep. you know, you know, certainly both folks, like, I think you're spot on too. Like what excites us about it too. It's on the cusp of tier one. You know, it's it's a new market, uh, very similar to like um, uh, Team Flight when uh, RLRS and and being a bubble team. It, it's like over on the other side, uh, Beasley Gomez, uh, Jolton Whippy, DS, and Reed are crushing it <clears throat> on the uh, challenger side, and also ready to elevate potentially to that next uh, you know tenth mystery NAL spot. So. Um, yeah, so, so, so I think it, it's just, again, it's about a good fit. Like we love the sport. It's a little bit different. It's, um, interesting fans, uh, in terms of the, you know, the way that they engage and, and how difficult and fun it is. And, and so there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of nuances, um, our similarities, I should say about how we feel about both. Actually, I think you're spot on with like, and we do believe that not only in our team, uh, who I think are cracked. But also in you know the future of R six for sure. I, you know, when you we you're like let's talk about Rainbow Six, and I so I started looking into your Rainbow Six team. I follow Rainbow Six because I, I I suck at it just like you. Um, <laughs> I, I got a headshot once. You know, I'm not, I'm that kind of player. Lucky. Uh, yeah, but, but but like it's a really easy as far as shooters go, really easy to watch and digest, even if you're not very good at it. Um, there's nothing crazy. There's no magic, you know, there are items, but it's, it's all very grounded. Um, and most importantly, slow paced, which means it's easy to follow. It's not overwatch, you know, it's even, I would say slower than a Valorant or a counter-strike, especially at the highest levels. Um, and yet when action pops off, it's big action. Generally, it's fun to watch is all is what I'm saying. Um, I'm looking through, so I'm looking through, you know, this team, and what they're up to, where where they are in the standings, and I'm like, ah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing what what Mark what Mark and LJ are doing again, the Rocket League thing again. They grabbed a team at the top of the second division, 
This team is still is first place in their group right now uh, with an opportunity to promote. I can see it. I can see it here happening. And they're five, I think they're four oh and one last time I checked. Um, Correct. Was that a, was that a conscious decision? Like, hey, let's try the team flight thing again in Rainbow Six because it is structured almost exactly the way that that Rocket League was structured when you signed that roster. Yeah, I think first it goes into you know just our overall model of like how many sports do we want to be in? What are we excited about? And, and Rainbow Six always came up, right? Uh, and then there's a couple of other things that you know based on the current. Uh, groups of, of pros and, and streamers that we have. And, you know, so we were first and foremost, like a lot of energy before any of this happened, right? We've been talking about Rainbow Six because we did see that as a kind of an opportunity. Again, like you can't just say, hey, I want to be in the CDL. There's no Midwest team. And it's like, great. Where's your 100 million or whatever, right? So it's yeah. like, oh, oh, all right, never mind, never mind, sorry. Yeah. Um, right, so so it's it's more of like, what do we really like? It always starts with like, Max, it's really like, what do we like, right? Like, I know it sounds weird, but like nobody wants to do, like we have such a really good opportunity to do cool stuff with cool people. Like we definitely uh, want to make sure that like that spirit is there, so um, and then it's just like, yeah, you have to pay attention, right? So like we, there's a lot of, there's a lot of folks on, you know, the pioneers that are paying attention to things. And this is not some kind of secret. I don't think this is some kind of like, you don't say like G2 is not doing it or something, right? But like, at where you people are paying attention. So it's just really, where do you want to put your effort and energy in? Where do you believe? What are you excited about? And then where is that opportunity? And to your point, this did feel very similar to go like, okay, like these, these <laughs> gentlemen are cracked. They're number one-ish. There happens to be a said 10th spot open with Ubisoft. And so if we throw a big brand, um, you know, a big org behind them, they continue to compete at a high level. I think we can do some cool stuff in the future. And then it became an easy dub, right? And then you talk to them and they're amazing. So, and you know, it's it's also unlike unlike your Rocket League roster. This is a roster with uh, with some non-American players on it. Um, how did this roster come about? Did you do what you did with Rapid and let one player build a squad, or is this a pre-existing team that you guys just picked up? They were pre-existing, and and so yeah, that that definitely was was helpful. So I think they talked to a they as in Eddie and LJ talked to a, a few of them, and you're spot on with like um, Brazil and and, and <laughs> yeah. some. Right, uh, some crazy fans in a good way over there. Uh, so yeah, that's exciting. So it, it was a little different, but um, yeah, I, I think it, it, it was some good conversations and early on. And then, you know, we, we wanted to take it super, super serious uh, on the streaming side as well. So we picked up Skittles. So happy birthday, I think, what, yesterday, <laughs> Thursday was his birthday. Um, but uh, yeah, we picked up Skittles, who's a big streamer. For Rainbow Six, uh, you know, former pro, uh, really chill dude, and so I think that this is a good formula for us to have um, to make sure that you know we can provide the support to the R6 guys and the community um, and continue to do cool stuff and and you know get some dubs and you know be in Vegas hopefully. We're talking to Mark Josie, CEO of the Kansas City Pioneers, here on the Game Show on Sports and at six fifty. You are in somewhere. I bet you you've never you never thought you'd have to think about this. Um, you've with two Brazilians on the roster. How do you translate the Kansas City Pioneers brand to Brazil? Mm, through the game, right? Like through through the game, through the players, 
uh, it becomes pretty like you, you definitely don't want me uh, or some of the other folks using Google Translate to make silly content. <laughs> it's it's always about how do you engage the community through the folks that are, are authentically doing it. So um, you know you look at what they're already doing. They're they're streaming. They're active on social media. And so we'll just continue to support them, right? With just with cool creative, cool montages. You know, get some clip clips of them being cracked. Make them some insane graphics and three D and all that good stuff. That's how we'll support them. Uh, mm-hmm. and the rest will just be because it's uh, you know they're excited about them uh, for sure, and it's them coming under our umbrella. But at the end of the day, they're out there crushing it. So it's an interesting dichotomy, but it, it's something that we didn't see being a problem whatsoever. So. Or a challenge, I should say. I will say, man, Brazilian esports fans love their shooters, so you do have a, a a good opportunity here to to just expand expand brand awareness of the Kansas City Pioneers into a country you probably had no plans on expanding into at this point <laughs> before you well, signed facts. this roster. <laughs> well, that is facts, Max. That's for sure. But, yeah, I can see some. K- I can see some KCP Brazil. So, uh, stuff coming soon. That's for sure. Yeah, man. <laughs> you you put out a dope enough like Brazil colorway KCP hat. I'll buy that. <laughs> well, be careful what you what you wish for, baby. Or or you're welcome. Or I'll, I'll hold you. To yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's it's a great market. That's that's another big advantage uh, as well. But um, you know, first and foremost, that they're they're amazing. We believe in them, and they sh- they should be in the big dance. And so we're going to put all of our effort behind making sure they can get there. We're uh, we're just about out of time, Mark. But before we hop out of here, any other any other esports on the horizon that you're that you're kind of thinking about? Even if you haven't started looking at, uh, you know, uh, rosters or even individual players, is there anything you're just a back burner thinking about getting into? Yeah, I, I think we look at at quite a few of them. Uh, to to be candid, uh, you know, Valorant seems to to come up a lot and there's some similarities with some there's some cool women's valorant leagues and and tournaments and stuff and and that's an interesting space that's trying to figure some things out so that, that's probably my knee-jerk uh reaction um i, I would say it's also like uh, of course we just we got some other things going on for sure um but you know continue to support our uh existing teams and grow those fan bases as well but yeah that's the first thing that comes to mind is kind of valorant csgo always comes up um but anyways and halo right like we're excited about our halo folks and uh wcbc is gonna go yeah so there's a lot of stuff coming up so we're, we got a lot on our plate but yeah that, that would be my i'm gonna make answer. a sales pitch on behalf of chase from crimson wings there's a lot of unsigned Uh-oh. calrissian cup teams Ooh. You want to you want to talk about getting into the ground floor? Star Wars Squadrons. I don't know if it's going to take off, but it absolutely is a super fun esport to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. I'll commit to at least looking deeper into it. How's that? <laughs> I don't. I I could not tell you how profitable it would be. How what any of the business stuff is like on that esport, but I can tell you that all of the best teams are unsigned. So you could have your pick of the litter if you wanted it. <laughs> Good to know. Um, before we hop all the way out of here, Mark, uh, I'll just clear the lane and let you promote whatever you want, If any any social channels you want to throw out there for people to follow you guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, always the Kansas City Pioneers are happy 
for you to engage in our our Twitch and oh, I should actually give them to you. Yeah, it probably makes sense. But you can find us on uh, Twitter, Pioneers GG, Instagram, Pioneers GG, Twitch. I think we're Pioneers GG underscore. We are Pioneers GG underscore, and then KCP GG uh, for the for the website. So those are that's the jazz right there, sir. Go go check them out and and catch them in in Rainbow Six Challenger League in the Women's Carball Championship, and I suspect in RLCS at some point in the future. Um, Mark Josie, CEO of the Kansas City Pioneers, thank you so much for coming on and talking business with me on the game show. Thanks for having me, Max. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much to Mark for joining me. Thanks to Jay for recording the episode and to Jordan and Connor for helping set all that up. Thank you to the Gaming Stadium for sponsoring the show as usual. Head to thegamingstadium.com for all the events, information, anything you'll ever want to know about them. It's all there, thegamingstadium.com. I'm your host, Max Sussman. You can find me on Twitter at TrulyItBeMax and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash MaxBussman. Occasionally streaming with a parrot on my shoulder, as always unless he bites me and then there's a parrot in the cage screaming in the background. Uh, Thank you for listening. As always, until next time, whatever you do, don't tilt.